Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. During our bonus episodes this season, we have looked at celebrity self-help through, I would say, like a pretty rosy lens. Ah, uh, yes. We've acknowledged that people can be celebrities, even if we've never heard of them. Mm-hmm. And we've supported their right to speak up on social issues that affect them. We've looked at celebrities as real human beings. And I've been wondering, when do we just get to trash talk them? <laughs> Jolenta. Right? Come on. Yes. It's time. Uh, Yes, Jolenta. When it comes to celebrities and self-help, there is a lot of trash. And yeah, let's talk about some of that trash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And lucky for us, we have someone here today who can help us sift through all the trash. Ooh, I can hardly wait to talk to her because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Virginia Heffernan, the host of This is Critical. And this is By the Book. That is right. It is time for another By the Book bonus episode. Yay! Ooh, ah! It's our between-season street for your ears. And today, 
We're done playing Mr. Nice Guy. We are going to look at the ugly side of celebrity self-help. Indeed, we are. Joining us for the conversation is Virginia Heffernan. Virginia is contributing editor at Wired. She's a columnist at the Los Angeles Times. And you may recognize her voice and name because she used to host the late, great Trumpcast from Slate. Her new podcast is called This is Critical. On each episode, she looks at a cultural creed we take for granted and asks, is this really true? And you should definitely check it out. It is a terrific show. Virginia, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so self-helped that I, I, want, I can't wait yes. to demonstrate the fruits of my self-help. We are going to pick those fruits and eat them yes. <laughs> conversationally. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, actually, wait, can I say one thing about that? I one time read self-help that you should, if you're trying to get more um, libidinous, like just more sexual, mm-hmm. you should slowly eat a banana while you walk down the street. I'm not joking. Ooh. And that's going to make me feel sexier, huh? Look and feel sexy and also um, sensual. Because you know the whole, like, when they sometimes tilt into, like, you should really dig into fabrics and sense. You know that part of self-help where they're like, you need your sensory something. So I still haven't done it, but when I do... Watch out. Oh, my God. Watch out. You need bananas. to film that. You need to film that because we need to see that. <laughs> that is a TikTok. Virginia Heffernan already making people's lives better. We're only like three minutes into the show. Wow. Already learned so much. Already picturing so much. <laughs> um, so, Virginia, before we get into uh, trash talking our favorite celebrity self-help books, we want to acknowledge that, you know, not all celebrity self-help is bad. Kristen and I have loved several books we've read that were by celebrities, and we know that uh, you have a few favorites, too. So could you share those with us, please? Well, two of my favorites are, you know, everyone loves RuPaul's Guru, right? I mean, I'm not alone there. But I think I might be in the minority in absolutely loving Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book. It's like a memoir, self-help. And if, like me, you wanted the Jessica Simpson lifestyle vibe when you saw Newlyweds Mm. in, you know, 350 years ago when she was married to Nick Lachey (laughs) and controlled by her father, I already wanted to be her then. But you will want to be her now after open book when she is, there's something, I mean, I've just always found her an incredibly poignant figure. And when she starts to disclose the pressure she's been under with a slightly more intellectual firepower than we could expect from Britney Spears if she ever gets out of her Mm. conservatorship, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing to hear what like a working mind with less abuse can say about that situation of like being a pop tart, being controlled and breaking out. Mm. Wow. And in your opinion, what makes a celebrity self-help book like Jessica Simpson's or anyone else's a good celebrity self-help book? I think they have to have been through legitimate problems and travails and not, Mm. and, and sort of, you know, it's really hard, and I even heard people say about Meghan Markle that they had no sympathy, even legit 
you know, even like left wing people who are like who are against the royal family say Meghan Markle's suffering is just not enough. Um, and maybe I have a low bar, but I think Britney Spears' suffering looks very real to me. RuPaul's ways of threading the needle of his identity um, mm. is not easy. I, I don't think it's it, it doesn't look easy from the outside. And then there is uh, Jessica Simpson, who was sexually abused as a child and who was really quickly put into, you know, the kind of song and dance toddlers and tiaras circuit um, and uh, had a very difficult first marriage and just had kind of no, no self and then found herself. So you sort of allow, and then the second thing that I think is right is, I mean, it, it works in these books is real honesty about what's going on around them. So sometimes Gwyneth Paltrow is like just another mom in her stories. But <laughs> Jessica Simpson is always really good at like, then I collapsed while I had had, while this amazing team that I love from Beverly Hills, name here, name here, had come to put my extensions in. And I had another person doing color. And I was surrounded by this person, my housekeeper. She's just like family. She's mm. always got a retinue of, you know, help and slaves around her. And also she's always falling down on like the marble floor of the thing with the chandelier above her. So there's no <laughs> pretending I'm just like you. There's no stars are just like you. It's entirely, I live in a Jessica. And she, when she's drunk and she gets yeah. over, she drinks out of something she calls a glitter cup which is like sort of straight vodka with some kind of flavored seltzer. And so I reached for my glitter cup. And that is a story <laughs> of a bottom that you want to read, you know? Um, yes. Glitter yes. cups. You're really selling this book. Oh, my gosh. Oh my everybody God. everybody who's not so already reading this book is going to start reading that book because of you. I, it's <laughs> going to be the one that fully turns my life around now. It's, I, I think for the for – the, um, I think it's a kind of a codependent no more. You know, I mean, since yeah. probably you guys are familiar with, I'm sure you are, the main, you know, the kind of seven um, kind of self, I, you probably know better than I do, but the seven kind of micro genres of self-help. I think this one is very like, I had to break out from men and from expectations of my body and from whatever else. And I love when there's no exercise. And there's no exercise in Jessica Simpson's. I hate when they have mm. a like special diet and I hate when they have too much self-care, you know? Mm -hmm. So she didn't do any totally. of that. She just wants to like stop fretting over texts from her many NFL boyfriends. And who doesn't identify? You know? <laughs> I have the same problem. It's I would say like subtract many and NFL and I have the same issues too. <laughs> It is crazy how much time she thinks about she she admits that like there's this cognitive burden exerted on her when she's dating that is actually spending time on cryptic texts from her boyfriends. I mean, and that is like yeah. that is a really nice little detail. You know, like that's uh, that authenticates things. And, if, you know, if she's like I spend 80% of my life worrying about my body and 10% of my life fretting over texts from my NFL boyfriends, then you sort of get a picture of like, this life is a little bit of a grind. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now that we've gotten the niceties out of the way, <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's get to the bad advice from celebrities. Mm. What is, 
in your opinion, some of the worst that you've encountered? <laughs> All right. So I was pretty into buying like remaindered and used copies of um, makeup manuals, like shares. Ooh, um, oh, what? you're speaking Jolenta's language. Yes. Oh, I love them. Right. Before, like, they couldn't be YouTube influencers. So they just froze in time one particular face in their, like, heavily illustrated, expensive mm. coffee table makeup books. It's so um, good. <laughs> so do you remember Donna Mills by any chance? She's, like, an 80s person, and I'm telling yes. you, I got this mm. book yes. from Mandard. I didn't get it hot off the shelf. Not Slanic Celebrity. She played someone named Abby Cunningham. It's kind of funny that that was, like, a super glamorous, sexy name. I don't know why, but it sounds <laughs> a little more Little House on the Prairie than it should. Um, <laughs> she was really into Peacock eyes and i I, remember them vividly she mm. had so much eye makeup on all the time and all the time can't believe that a human lid which is like what a like a little bit of skin and membrane can Mm -hmm. hold up that (laughs) amount of crust Mm. you know like i mean i so the bad advice though was i my Oh my gosh, she is 80. I'm just seeing right now. Anyway, this was not good advice because she was gifted with eyelids that could manage seven colors and so many layers and this like peacock contour that I could just not pull off. I didn't have the I didn't have the real estate on my eyelids and I didn't <laughs> have the chutzpah to just mm. wear, you know, a shit ton of eye makeup in all colors. Like it looked like you a little bit like a bruise on your brow bone. You know, just yeah. someone had slammed yeah. you yeah. with their fist. That whole era of celebrity makeup book, I got to say, there were so many problems with it. Um, one of them, you're talking about the real estate of an eyelid. Yeah. Asian people don't have that real estate. And then another right. thing that always bugged me about makeup guides from back then was that they would give you a color and they'd be like, or a season, I'm sorry. They would give you a yes. season and be like, you're a spring, you're a summer, you're a winter. And anybody who was Asian, we were all the same season. We didn't have a choice in the matter. We didn't get to try those other things. And white people got to be in any season they wanted. And so a lot of those old makeup guides from celebrities were so narrow-minded. I really right, loved out a lot like, of right, Donna Tart was the was the goal, and yeah, she had a very very specific blonde look, sometimes bronzed, but mostly yes. just kind of fair skinned. But mm. I I thought that colors we're talking color me beautiful right now, of course. The whole mm-hmm. the season oh, yeah. system scientifically like the wheel, proven the color wheel <laughs> that you work out of once you got your season. Yep. I feel like I studied that more than like the Krebs cycle or the Bohr model. Like what like I was just like, this is science and I will, you know, I don't need to learn anything about, you know, biochemistry, physics, right. whatever. If I it was know. like looking at a double helix. Like. It was such a double helix. And okay, so but I didn't realize that everyone with the same well, if we can say that Asians have the same coloring. I'm putting that in quotation marks, but I didn't realize that it was grounded in like phenotype that way I thought it was supposed to be a little more magic than that like there was a little more of like are you Vedic you might have Gemini rising way of making it complicated for people but really we're all was everyone you know who's Asian a something I'm not specifically thinking of Color Me Beautiful. I'm thinking of a lot of the celebrity magazines. And they would say, oh, because I have a golden undertone, I'm a blank. And they would just Mm -hmm. name their season. And thus, anybody whose golden undertone should only be wearing, 
you know, colors of the season. And that's the way the celebrities often did it in the celebrity. I read a lot of celebrity magazines growing up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, someone's done her research. I, that is that's super interesting and like, and a very good point. I mean, not only could not, you know, could no one live up to the Donna Tart face. And also, by the way, the Donna Tart face that was likable for like in primetime television for a quarter of a second. And the book cost, <laughs> right. I'm not saying I did this, but the book cost $75 for me Whoa. to learn a lift lipstick tone that was just not, you know, ever going to work again, especially on me at 11. Uh. <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at photos right now. Like it, this, this Luke that you're talking about looks like sort of my quintessential late eighties Barbie makeup like yes. like the deep uh jewel tones involved yes. like are not okay and like <laughs> clearly a passing fad yes not okay passing fad exactly and like yeah and i, I anyway yes and a lot so many of us didn't have the lids for it the other horror well actually Cher's beauty book i want to put in one word for something as an acne person always an acne person I needed to be told something from Cher's book, which Cher's makeup book, which was never, ever look at your face up close. And I think she said something like all skin up close is disgusting. <gasps> oh, that's right? good advice. Mm -hmm. wow. that, like those things that are like, don't weigh yourself, stand really far from the mirror, put Vaseline on it is like, those are my favorite. Just like, <laughs> don't get too clinical about this stuff. How to trick yourself into feeling fine. <laughs> How to trick yourself into feeling fine. Exactly. Lots of self, self lying. Self yes. lying as the yes. way in. No, Virginia, I know one of your pet peeves and definitely one of mine are the celebrity self help books that all are like into manifesting. If you believe it, you can be it. Oh, and, yeah. and all of that nonsense, which, you know, celebrities didn't invent that. But it drives me nuts because it's so self congratulatory. When Oprah says that, it's like, I, I am the richest woman in America because I worked harder and believed harder than the rest of you. Yes. And to me, it just drives me nuts. That's, to me, probably the kinds of celebrity self-help that, um, you know, mm. it, I don't know if that's dangerous so much as classist, racist, irritating, and a lot of other things. But that's I mean, my particular pet peeve with celebrity self-help Totally. And the, the, I was just hearing something about Marianne Williamson you know, RIP presidential candidate. She <laughs> and she had a lot of like you can will AIDS away or AIDS is a spiritual mm -hmm. yes. malady. And that stuff, I mean, come on. But it's like it's sort of like secular prosperity gospel because instead of just saying, you know, if God loves you or if you are chosen, you'll be rich or whatever. Some kind I don't know if that's Calvinism or what. It's like this new thing of you must have a dark aura with, you know, kind of Satan suppressing you if you're fat, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which is a Marianne Williamson thing. It's like you're carrying yeah. the weight of your spiritual unfitness. And that's why, you know, you have wide thighs or are size two and not a size zero. Um, mm -hmm. And that is that's some harsh business because you're already suffering. And then you have to read your suffering as like this total moral, moral spiritual, you know, collapse. You know that, have you ever heard that thing in Buddhism, the second arrow? I love this thing so much. It's pretty much self-help, which is like a bad thing happens to you. Fine. Like that's inevitable. A bad thing happens to you. That's an arrow shot at you. But almost inevitably, we fire a second arrow at ourselves by saying that we deserved it or that we suck or there was no other. Mm -hmm. And that is when you, that's the one you fire at yourself. 
And those self-help books fire that at you all the time. Like instead of oh, just totally. like, right? Instead of like, mm -hmm. be with your divorce, be with your divorce. There's a lot of like, you didn't pray hard enough or you didn't manifest a great relationship enough. Um, and that is just awful. Like that's when you emerge from the self-help book way worse than when you came into it. So speaking of bad advice... <laughs> Let's get into like worse advice. I feel like we sort of like skimmed that area. But like some some advice, especially from celebrities, goes beyond bad and and becomes just like downright dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about that. Do you have any favorite examples of like celebrities gone bad speaking of you know secretly smart seeming bimbo celebrities so my favorite was all i loved and thought she was strangely brilliant jenny mccarthy and then yes man the anti-vax you know and now we have like a host of anti-vax celebrities now including Nicki minaj and I know. like Ugh, why do we so like Partly you're like, why am I reading books by Jessica Simpson and even putting out the idea that these people have anything to rules to live by, right? Mm -hmm. So because that paves the way for people to listen to Jenny McCarthy or listen to Nicki Minaj. So right. maybe the idea is like the simple old fashioned stay in your lane thing. Like Ava Gardner was not telling us how to live and neither was Marilyn Monroe, you know, and like just get some loony thing in your head Possibly because if you're in some like overman, overwoman situation like Nicki Minaj, you like to think, or Kanye, that you like to think you're you're better than medicine. You know, that's what I kind of right. think. Mm -hmm. And super rich people, just like not good people to give advice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just yeah. tell you one of my big pet peeves is Gwyneth Paltrow's vaginal steaming? Because first of all, mm. she admitted in that Goop TV show, Inside Goop, Oh. She admits at a certain point she didn't realize there was a difference between the vulva and the vagina. And she was really celebrating vulva steaming, not vaginal steaming. So she wasn't even oh. using the correct language. And then right. she's telling you to do something that no doctor is in favor of. So it's a mixture of like something that's dangerous and you're not even using the right vocabulary. I'm like, it's not your vagina. You're not putting a steam machine up inside of you, lady. Oh, my gosh. So really, she was just basically saying, take a shower. And, <laughs> or like spread and, your legs in a steam room. Like, yes. spread, right. Spread your legs a little bit in a steam room. Who doesn't do, who keeps their knees locked together in a steam room? So, <laughs> that's right. what towels for. That's what towels for. While exactly. you like get some steam around the area. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then instead it like, yeah, it looks like get up in there in your cervix. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think yeah. that I do think I think the secret and the manifesting is really dangerous. Um, I think I mean, the diet advice I remember and this person has to go unnamed that some, you know, the diet advice has been crazy, obviously, but it is just incredibly interesting to see, you know, who Joe Rogan promotes keto. I was just reading about all the like weird dangers of keto. And then there was one that said, always turn the heat, get your jaw wired shut. Elizabeth Taylor advocated um, putting yourself to sleep with fentanyl for two weeks so you don't eat. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. I love you. Right. Late Elizabeth that Taylor. sounds horribly dangerous. <laughs> oh, my God. So, and oh, my I, God. You know, they're like, and I think Mar Marlena Dietrich just did the cabbage soup forever or sauerkraut or something. 
And, um, and there was one other reason. Oh yeah. Turning the heat way, way, way up in your apartment. So you're like way too hot so that you sweat it off. And then in the winter getting really, really cold, like hypothermia. So you whatever it off. Wow. Freeze it off. (laughs) Like what? These are like kind of suicide recommendations, you know? When any, ever anyone's talking about ketosis, which like is starvation, aren't they? Isn't this like some pro Anna? Yes. You know? Right. Don't like it. And this is also all coming from people who like, and not that I ever condone any of their advice anyway, but this is people whose job it is to maybe look a certain way for a certain gig and stuff. And it's like their their job with their body is very different from our average day-to-day jobs. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And right. My brother writes for Men's Health and he did the diet that people do, that celebrities do to like have, it's not just like multiple packs of abs. It's like things with huge chasms between your ab, like abdominal muscles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like shadowy. And You want to look chiseled as they say. Yes. And, you know, basically between us, it's basically laxatives and speed. So like, Mm. let's just not kid ourselves that this is like a healthy thing. And then like layers and layers of tanning stuff. So right, right, like of like body contouring, right. And I, I saw him at a family reunion right after it, and I was like, "Wow, you look, you know, you look great." Because I like am trained by you know brain scientists to think that those chasms, starvation chasms, look good. Like, how did that mm-hmm. happen? But anyway, he was like, "I've never felt more close to death." And he then poured like multiple whole boxes of raisin bran into two bowls and ate it with barely enough milk on it. And we watched the abs pop back into place. Wow. I know. It was awesome. And we were all like, go for it. He was just like, "Uh, faith healing. Like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I just want to feel good again. I don't want chasms. So oh celebrity diets like the Ben Affleck, old Ben Affleck ab diet, which I think is the one that he did or ones that people do to be in the Avengers or whatever. Oh, my God. Don't follow those celebrities. I mean, <laughs> not that I could have, but, you know, I can testify that my, I, we almost lost my brother to oh. ab chasms. Jeez, it's not That's worth terrible. it for those those deep valleys. All right, we're going to take a really quick break, but stay with us, everyone. When we're back, more of the great Virginia Heffernan. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi. 
All right. We're back with Virginia Heffernan, host of the podcast, This is Critical. We're talking all about bad celebrity self-help. So we've definitely talked about some of the bad and dangerous advice that celebrities put out into the world. I want to know, why do you think some celebrities spread such shitty information? Like, what yeah. what are they getting out of, of spreading stuff about, like, anti-vaxxing or, you know, horribly unhealthy diets? Why? I mean, one thing, so Siva Vaidyanathan and I have, he's like a critic and writer for Wired, like I am, have both written about Mark Zuckerberg. And I think Siva's take on him is applies to a lot of celebrities, which is just, it's, I don't know, I was going to say maybe this isn't like fair exactly to, or maybe it sort of seems painful to say, but those that he's that Zuckerberg in Siva's view is just woefully, woefully undereducated. And most of these celebrities, and I don't mean they didn't go, you know, they didn't get law degrees from Yale. I mean, just like it's not uh, many of them are homeschooled or homes or like schooled on the set of things. I'm thinking about Jessica Simpson right now or, uh, you know, Whitney Houston. But they I mean, just to meet their like must go to school till I'm 16 part of it, then learn some things in church and tutor on set tutors. And then they also um, they just never did, you know, some algebra. Right. It's like when I was looking at Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump, I mean, Ivanka Trump's supposed to be the smart one. We hear that she reads a lot. But, you know, did she read like of Mice and Men? Just not clear. Did Don Jr., you know, sit there and and read Beloved, you know, like we all did and talk Mm. about in a classroom, even in like forget about that his education was a fancy education. Did he just like trudge through public school enough to know, you know, how photosynthesis works. I'm just not sure. And so without, (laughs) it's some idea of like, get out a piece of graph paper and, you know, do a geometry proof. I wasn't good at a lot of these things, but I just like, you know, I sharpened my pencil and gave it a shot, right? And I just don't think that it's, I think it's possible. Trinidad is a great, has a great educational system, but she moved to the U.S. And I possible she just somehow slipped the knot of having to get her graph paper and pencils out. And late in life, Jessica Simpson says, you know, it's so important to her to seem smart so that she, because Mm. she's like Mm -hmm. so pushed as a bimbo that she, even her diary, she goes back and corrects grammatical efforts, though she writes by hand using like Grammarly to correct so that in case people ever find them after she dies, She'll seem, quote, smart, right? But so that effort to, like, scramble to seem smart after the fact, because you've missed these crucial years. Right. You know, even even Zuckerberg or, or you know, or uh, uh, there's a great analysis of Elizabeth Holmes's education where she, mm. you only get the beginning. She only gets, got the beginning of Stanford. And the stuff that she did was some general classes and it just didn't train the mind the way even, you know, a good public high school does. And so they don't get the moral imagination to sort of see where things fall. And they don't know the pitfalls of certain kinds of arguments. So, like, mm-hmm. why not study the history of vaccine denial just for a second, you know? 
And I don't even feel like these the current anti-vax people know about the problem with the measles vaccine and the resurgence mm. of measles, or mm. they don't know the Andrew Wakefield story of the, you know, disproven that vaccines cause autism. It's like, they just are new to the subject because they saw a YouTube video over it. Just, you know, like, like we used to say, you guys maybe still say on message boards, read up thread, read up thread, <laughs> read up thread. We've been talking about this, you know, for 150 years. And I don't think you even have the impulse to read up thread if you haven't, you know, spent some time in, say, school. But I got to say, the onus isn't just on celebrity authors. A lot Mm. of people glom on to what celebrities are saying and then they recycle it. They repeat it. They take it to heart. Why do you think the general public is so willing to take medical advice or wellness advice or psychological advice from celebrities, none of whom, with the exception of maybe Ken Jeong, are actual medical practitioners. I wonder if it grows out of... So what do you want to know from, like, Ava Gardner? I, 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 thinking I just because, want to know, like, why are you so pretty? But that's probably uh, genetics. Right? I totally... <laughs> She's and, so gorgeous. Yeah, but, how? Right, that how is what happen? Exactly. But see, that's where it starts. So you're Ava Gardner, man, those green eyes, those whatever. Could I do some of that at home? So a reasonable thing to want to know from Catherine Deneuve or Ava Gardner or, you know, who's someone like super beautiful now. um, uh, Angela Bassett. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. Right. Holly Berry, Angela Bassett. So what you want to know from skincare routine. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Oh, Queen Latifah. Remember when everyone was like, what do you do to your skin and how can I do it now? Yeah, she hasn't aged my whole life. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that one, I think there's something like supernatural going on there. Um, but we, so we look to them for how do I get as beautiful as you or like men's health readers want to know how to get, you know, abs like X, Y, Z. And then you're like, oh, what can the harm be if I do my makeup this way? And, you know, oh, but you know what? I'm not quite as pretty as as Ava Gardner, even though I dyed my hair dark and put in green contacts and like I'm trying to do it. So maybe I'll do this Botox, this thing, this whatever, um, Ava Gardner being long dead. But anyway, if I if we were in that time and Botox existed, um, but, you know, oh, look at that. That's surprising. I don't quite have her figure. So I'm going to start doing these crazy exercises. And then you say, oh, she she drinks, you know, eight ounces of water a day and, you know, wears this particular Hermes perfume. So that's what I'll do to get there. And then people keep asking her, what do you do? What do, What's in your purse? What kind of products do you like? What's your, you know, what's your secret for success? What's in your body? What's in your body? And all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I avoid everything that's not organic. And I do this. And actually, I do intermittent fasting three days a week. And also, I don't do vaccines. You know? And then you're like, oh, I just, I thought I wanted to know how you did your makeup. And now, all of a sudden, I'm down the road with, oh, I see you pray, you know, to like the Zoroastrian God five times a day. Plus you, you know, plus you run marriage, you know, you're a triathlete, plus you do X, Y, Z. And I'm going to make myself do all those things in the never ending pursuit of looking like Angela Bassett. And, you know, I've been at this for 50 years and I don't look as much like Angela Bassett as, you know, you'd expect. I mean, <laughs> right? It's just like, I don't know how that happened, but it's just how not that happen. I know. I, I did all the work. I, I froze myself. I starved myself. And hopefully <laughs> most of us, you know, at some point, my mother, I was like, I, I think I was, 
you know, maybe 13 or something when I did stop trying to look like whoever. And she was like, there's this like wonderful day in a woman's life where you're like, I'm not going to be a swimsuit model. And that's when things begin, you know, mm, <laughs> like that's mm. when your life starts. Right. And what an amazing, like that would be really good self-help for a 14 year old. It's just yes. like my chances are 99.9 zillion ch- that I'm getting this right. You listener are not going to be a swimsuit model. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be a swimsuit model. You're not going to be a swimsuit model today. And even if you starve yourself, you're not going to be a swimsuit model. I don't want to take away your dreams. This I don't want to take away the secret from you. But I, as a soothsayer, can tell our listeners and even you two beautiful women that swimsuit modeling is out of reach. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's true. And like, wow. Oh my God. You know, it's like the shackles are off. You can do anything (laughs) you want because now you're not waking up in the morning thinking, you know, maybe I'm going to look like a swimsuit model tomorrow. Just never going to happen. What a, what a like, that's my self-help tip for everyone, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I love that tip. I love it. (laughs) That's a good tip. (laughs) Um, Speaking of tips, uh, we actually have a question about tips. Oh. Uh, what advice do you have for people, for readers, who want to be more critical of celebrity culture and the celebrity advice they're consuming? Um, they Really, on a fundamental level, the wisdom traditions work and have something to offer. I am like many people, drawn to meditation and, you know, a kind of light Buddhism and dar- regular Dharma talks that ask you not to take on new beliefs, but to question the ones you already have mm-hmm. and let them float by. So, you know, someone is telling you, and I will say Jessica Simpson is all about, you know, the big Jesus Christ in this, you know, so don't take on her belief in Jesus Christ. Like there's a lot of like nice immune system you can exercise when you're hearing about someone else's belief. Like it sounds like you really believe that. And then to your own brain, you sit on the cushion and the first thing that comes up is, you know, man, I am so jealous of all those people that, you know, live in Paris, you know, write regularly for the Atlantic or, you know, whatever it is. And then, oh, look at that. You know, the classic, let that float by. And mm. certainly you get something from Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, take one look at Goop and you're like, I'm not, I can be prey to it and say like, you know, that th- the fabric of that and the design of that is really great. And I should have $625, you know, for that, <laughs> for that awesome white, the perfect white shirt, right? That we're all supposed <laughs> to have. Don't know who told us that. And then just maybe question a white shirt. You're supposed to have that. Is that really true? <laughs> I'm going to let that go by. A 620. I'm just going to spill a, on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's a great way to loosen up that belief, you know, that is to think like, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't have it. I'm just going to slightly think maybe I shouldn't have a white shirt. Maybe adulthood as a woman in the world does not require the quote, perfect white, t- white shirt. Or even if I'm going to hold on to adulthood requires a perfect white shirt. I don't know if male listeners even know that this is a thing that is like a regular (laughs) line in all magazines, but whatever, this perfect white shirt, maybe, you know, it never really tucks in right on me, but okay, granted, but maybe that thing doesn't have to cost $625, just maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it needs to cost 600 and then question that until you get down to $5 and then it gets down to zero and then you don't need the shirt. Um, (laughs) 
So that is a lot of what my self-help practice is. Not adopting new beliefs, questioning the ones that are binding me already. Such great wisdom. Such great wisdom. <laughs> Love it. We're going to take one more quick break. But Virginia, when we're back, we have one last question for you. So everyone out there, stay with us. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back with one last question for Virginia Heffernan. Virginia, who hosts This is Critical, which you should all check out. Jolenta, I'm going to let you ask this question. All right. Virginia, if you could go on a wellness retreat with any celebrity, who would you choose? Okay. Absolutely Mike White, the showrunner, what? writer, and executive producer of White Lotus. This because... And enlightened, who, which you should also And enlightened, because who has greater distance on the wellness kind of charade than Mike White. He's just so brilliant. Mm. Not to mention, he was on Survivor. I was a huge fan of his on Survivor. With his dad. I actually wrote them a letter, oh and they sent God. me back an autographed photo of the two of them together. Stop it. Oh, my God. Love that. My, I've written I to totally Ozzy many times. That. Yeah, that was the amazing race, the two of them together. And it yes. was dad and son. And what I loved was every chance they got, they would just say, I love you, son. I'm so proud of you. Stop it. That's the cutest. And Or like the dad would fall, and then Mike would say, Dad... You don't have to be perfect. I love you no matter what. It was so good. Oh my it was so God. good. That's so <laughs> I mean, actually, I can testify because I'm seeing you on Zoom. There are tears in your eyes and about to be in mine. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So oh my gosh. So wow. I would just want to be with him because all, if not only would he be so ironic and find all these things, but he would be fantastic to like kind of get into the staff with, you know, and like really understand their thing because I think that's probably healing. The one time I went to a like omega retreat a retreat they let the staff come and join some of the um talks or whatever and one of them was just like in a cone of silence at this thing this place is so fucked up (laughs) (laughs) i was like this is awesome and so i think mike white would get to that part and i also think his experience on amazing race and survivor would mean that guy could make you a fire if you had mm. to go into the woods together, you know, using like a stick and a mirror or whatever. <laughs> Mike White. Wow. What a great choice. That's that's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Virginia, this has been so much fun. Can you tell our listeners how they can find more of you, you and your wonderful takes on culture, on life, on celebrities and so on? I do something that nobody should do. So this is not self-help, but I spend so much time on Twitter, 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 at page 88 is how to find me on Twitter. And then the new podcast, which starts, we're we're colleagues, right? You guys, we're at Stitcher. Yes. Um, yeah. the, 
The new show just started September 23rd. So then these first episodes, I got to say modestly, are so fantastic. So go back and listen to them and stick with the show, which is Complexity is Welcome on the show. And it's called This is Critical. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Last thing is, if you'll allow me, you can find it too on Twitter at This Critical Pod. This Critical Pod. So at page 88, at This Critical Pod, that's where you'll find all things uh, podcast and all things me. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Virginia. This has been so great. You all are super good. This was really fun. Thank you. All right. That is it for this bonus episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our amazing production team at Stitcher. Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, Daisy Rosario, and Andy Christens. And of course, thanks to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and thanks to the Rizzos, who perform it. Please stay in touch. Send us any suggestions for future books for us to live by, any questions, anything at all about self-help. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G and at Kristen Meinzer and at ByTheBookPod. And of course, don't be afraid to use that voice mailbox of ours. We love hearing your beautiful voices. Our phone number is 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. And if you want to spread the word about Buy the Book, there are two super easy ways to do it. First way, just like tell a friend about it. Because like, who doesn't love like a good trusty old word of mouth recommendation? Second thing you can do is rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app or wherever you are listening to the show because good ratings, just like when you rate a restaurant online, you know, it helps steer people towards our content. So do that if you like what we're doing. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Stitcher. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.